Join us now for Health for Life, brought to you by Hamilton Healthcare System. Today, we're talking with Dr. Carlos Penaherrera of Hamilton Diabetes and Endocrinology Center. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Bobby. How are you? I'm glad to be here. I am great, and I'm glad you're here now. Uh, you are a board-certified endocrinologist at Hamilton Diabetes and Endocrinology Center, and you speak both English and Spanish, correct? Yes, that's right. Oh, that is fantastic. Now, you attended medical school in Ecuador. Where did you go to school? I attended medical school at uh, Universidad Católica of uh, Guayaquil. Uh, that's my hometown. I got you. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you completed your residency training in internal medicine at Morristown Medical Center in Morristown, New Jersey. Yes. In your fellowship uh, in endocrinology at the University of Miami, Jackson Memorial Hospital in Miami, Florida. Dr. Pena Herrera, you treat patients with type 1, type 2, and gestational diabetes, plus many other things. What else do you treat? Yes, uh, besides diabetes, we treat uh, pretty much the entire spectrum of endocrine disorders, including hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism, thyroid nodules, hypoglycemia, hyperinsulinemic syndromes, metabolic syndrome, uh, adrenal, pituitary gland disorders, parathyroid problems, a polycystic ovarian syndrome, and osteoporosis, and other conditions. My goodness. Now, thank you so much for taking time out of that busy schedule to come and visit with us today. Sure. No, it is my pleasure to be here, and I'm very uh, glad to be talking about such an important topic, such as uh, thyroid cancer. It is. It's a very important topic. That's one of the things I wanted to talk about. First off, what is thyroid cancer? Thyroid cancer is an abnormal growth or mutation of cells inside the thyroid gland. Now, the thyroid gland is a small butterfly-shaped gland that sits at the base, frontal base of our neck. Mm -hmm. uh, and it controls pretty much our metabolic functions in, in the entire body, our heart rate, our metabolism. All of our processes are uh, controlled and regulated by the thyroid gland. Thyroid cancer is a malignant growth inside the thyroid, and it has different classifications depending on the on the pathology of of the tumor that that we find right now if someone has a thyroid nodule does it mean that they have thyroid cancer so no that is a, a misconception actually and that is why um, a lot of people get scared when they tell them they have thyroid nodules either on exam or when they found them incidentally during a a CT scan done for another reason or an, or an ultrasound, and they tell him, hey, you have a thyroid nodule, you should have that checked out. Thyroid nodules are very, very common. They're, they're just uh, abnormal growths of thyroid tissue within the thyroid uh, gland. It is uh, estimated that at least half of the American population by age 60 will have at least one thyroid nodule, and that is very normal and very common. Mm -hmm. And more than 90% of thyroid nodules are benign okay, when, when good. you check them out. Now, your thyroid is in the front of your throat. It's shaped like a butterfly. Is that correct? Yes, it's, it's butterfly-shaped, and it uh, sits right at the base of your neck. Now, can you feel your, if you have maybe a thyroid nodule, could someone feel that through their, through their skin? It has to be big enough for you to feel it. Also, there are other things that uh, play a role into whether you can feel your thyroid or not. The thyroid, in its normal state, it shouldn't be palpable. Okay. There are some people who are very skinny who are able to feel their thyroid gland gotcha. when you're able to... I mean, people with more uh, fat tissue in the neck, you, you will not be able to feel it. Uh, if you have a thyroid nodule and it's big enough, you might be able to palpate it. And when, when they are quite big, more than more than one centimeter, you should be able to palpate them if you uh, have the knowledge on how to do a proper thyroid exam. 
Now, how is thyroid cancer diagnosed? So the first thing, and I mentioned this before, um, first thing we have to remember is that more than 90% of all thyroid uh, nodules are benign. Um, that doesn't mean that if uh, if we find a thyroid nodule on exam, we won't do anything about it. It depends really on certain criteria and classifications that we have at hand that tell us whether we need to do further investigation when we have a nodule or just leave it be and monitor it with ultrasound as needed. So for example, the American American Thyroid Association has very uh, specific criteria on when to do a biopsy of a thyroid nodule. And it has to meet certain characteristics, for example, be what we call hypoechoic, which means darker than the surrounding tissue. It has to have certain uh, margin characteristics. If it's irregular, that's kind of suspicious. If it's taller than wide on the ultrasound, that's uh, suspicious. And if it has calcifications, uh, small calcifications inside, that is very suspicious. And also, depending on the size, and if, if the nodule is less than one centimeter, we really don't get too concerned, even if it has a little bit of calcium or, or other concerning features, because they're pretty small. And first of all, they're going to be difficult to biopsy. And second, they don't meet criteria for biopsy anyway. Things above one centimeter, you should be able to biopsy if they meet certain criteria. And the bigger they are, the more likely they are to have concerning features and, and that you'll be able to get something from the biopsy to diagnose thyroid cancer if that's the case. Now, when you decide to do a biopsy of the thyroid nodule, what you do is uh, send the patient to have a fine needle aspiration of the nodule, in which they do it under ultrasound guidance. They put a needle uh, inside the nodule and try to get as much tissue as possible. Okay. And that is sent to the lab, to the pathologist, and they review it, and they tell us what is the likelihood of this being cancer or not. They are they have a different classifications, and they tell us this is benign 100%, and then different other classifications that tell us, hey, this is most likely malignant, you should do additional testing. And if their characteristics tell us, hey, this is very likely malignant, then the next step is to do a, a, is to send the patient for surgery. I see. Mm-hmm. Now, is that would that be considered the only option when it comes to treating thyroid cancer would be surgery? That will be the first the first option, the first step. And we will talk about this in, in a few minutes. Okay, well, who manages thyroid cancer? So uh, thyroid cancer is a, a, a kind of a different and particular type of cancer in which uh, it is not primarily managed by the oncologist. And you see that with any other cancer, breast cancer, melanoma, renal cancer, you, you are sent to the oncologist right away. Thyroid cancer is managed primarily by the endocrinologist, at least on its initial stages, because... First of all, it has a very slow rate of growth, mm-hmm. especially the most common type of cancer, which is papillary thyroid cancer, which is about 90% of all thyroid cancer, 85 to 90%. Uh, it's papillary. That's the most common uh, the most common variation. The patients are referred to us because we manage the, the, the thyroid cancer by doing the proper evaluation, sending the patient for biopsy, and if appropriate, sending them for surgery and subsequent procedures to try to uh, make the cancer disappear or go away or in, and keep it in remission as much as possible and we treat after that with suppression of hormones, not with chemotherapy. Uh, Really, we only send our patients with thyroid cancer to the oncologist once we find out that it has metastasized to other organs uh, or if at the time of diagnosis it has already metastasized and it doesn't meet criteria for surgical removal anymore and they meet criteria for chemotherapy, then yes, we, we need the help from the oncologists. 
Now, what is the typical overall prognosis for thyroid cancer, and what is the long-term follow-up plan if someone has thyroid cancer? Overall, the prognosis depends on the pathology, really. And I, t- I mentioned before that uh, papillary thyroid cancer is the most common type of cancer, and the prognosis is very good, especially if caught early. A very good percentage of patients, uh, they achieve remission, which the cancer doesn't come back. Good. Um, there are other types of cancer. The follicular is the second most common, it, and it's managed similar to papillary, but it's a little bit more uh, aggressive, and it tends to metastasize through the blood. Uh, the papillary cancer metastasizes to the lymph nodes in the neck first, but the other one, it, it goes through the blood and it can spread more easily to other organs. But then we have two other type of cancer, of thyroid cancer. One of them is medullary thyroid cancer, in which there there is a mutation of a specific type of cell within the thyroid. Uh, it's uncommon. It is most likely seen with genetic syndromes, such as multiple endocrine neoplasia, and that one metastasizes very quickly and can be very dangerous. The prognosis is not as good. And when you have anaplastic thyroid cancer, which is the rarest one, like around 1% of all cases, that means that you have a un- totally undifferentiated type of cancer, and that one is very aggressive, metastasizes very quickly, and the prognosis is, is very poor within 12 months. I see. So that's why uh, early detection is so important. Early detection is very important. Now, um, when, when, you, when you detect a thyroid nodule, which is cancerous, the first thing you have to do is decide whether you send the patient for a, a, a total removal of the gland or just remove the nodule or, or like the, the part of the thyroid where the nodule is. And it depends really on the size and if there are any other concerning characteristics on the other side of the thyroid. If the patient has multiple nodules, you might as well just remove the entire thing. And once you remove the thyroid, the gland itself is sent to the pathologist and they will tell you exactly how many nodules with cancer were there and if there were and there was any uh, marginal invasion or, or invasion to the blood vessels. And most of the time, they will also remove some lymph nodes from the neck and they will tell you if there were any lymph nodes involved as well. And that will tell you the, the risk for recurrence at that time. You will, have, you will have what is called a risk of recurrence. You can either be low risk, intermediate risk, or, or high risk for recurrence. Patients with low risk of recurrence, usually you're done there and you just need to replace, of course, you remove the thyroid, you need to replace the thyroid hormone with uh, levothyroxine. But patients with intermediate risk and definitely those with high risk of recurrence, you need to treat them further with something we call uh, radioactive iodine, which is a procedure that is done partially inpatient. You bring the patient in for um, evaluation and they, they take him into the hospital. They give him a pill of uh, which is loaded with a radioactive form of iodine. Mm-hmm. And when the patients take it, it pretty much destroys any residual thyroid tissue because iodine is only taken by thyroid tissue. And since it's radioactive, it just destroys any remaining cells. And um, then the patient can go home. They need to do isolation for a few days. But after that, you monitor, like according to guidelines, you monitor uh, as the patient needs. Now, you need to keep those patients on thyroid hormone for life, but you need to keep them on a higher dose than what they would just need for replacement because you need to keep their stimulating hormone suppressed, the one that comes from a pituitary. You need to keep it suppressed so that it doesn't stimulate any remaining cells that may have been left after surgery and the radioactive iodine. And then you do surveillance with laboratory testing and neck ultrasound at least every year to, to make sure there's no new growths in the neck. If you gave radioactive iodine, you also need to do 
uh, radioactive scans at least one year after the treatment to make sure there are no, no new foci of disease. Very important and great information. Can you tell us about Hamilton Diabetes and Endocrinology Center? Yes. Uh, so Hamilton Diabetes and Endocrinology Center is top of the line center for uh, diabetes and endocrinology care. And we have a multidisciplinary team that we all work together to care for our patients with diabetes and with endocrine problems. We have two uh, educators in our team. One of them is a dietitian. We also provide the, the, you know, diabetes education classes. We have a great staff of nurses, a fantastic ancillary support, and three providers who are ready to assist our patients with any of their needs that they have. Well, I've got type 2 diabetes, and you guys are where I go. Well, thank you for sharing all this great information with us today. Sure, absolutely. And, and please, if you have questions about uh, thyroid disorders, thyroid cancer, diabetes, please feel free to reach out to us at Hamilton Diabetes and Endocrinology, and uh, we'll be more than happy to answer your questions and to see you as a patient. Well, that is wonderful. Here's the number to call for Hamilton. Diabetes and Endocrinology Center. If you'd like to send an appointment, uh, come visit. Here's the number, 706-278-1622, or visit hamiltonhealth.com slash diabetes. This program in no way seeks to diagnose or treat illness or to replace professional medical care. Please see your health care provider if you have a health problem. Thank you for listening to Health for Life, a presentation of Hamilton Healthcare System. 